Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wicked Anime is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other wicked awesome geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. I am the stupid, awesome analyst, Jonathan, and with me is the hard man with hard opinions, Andrew. Hi. And today, what, what episode is this? 70, is it? 78. 78. I can count. For this episode of the podcast, we actually do not have a Tapagachi, just because we have so much news to go through. I mean, oh my gosh, we have so much news to go through. And uh, there's fan service, things that you guys have sent us, huge news stories that we're going to get into. Plus, we have a whole bunch of things that we can go through in the other world of the Wicked Anime podcast. So, let's start with our biggest section today, and we will ring the news bell. News. There we go. Okay, so first up in media news, there are have been, again, some huge stories to go over. The first one that I want to bring up today is that the Japanese and overseas communities have been reacting to this new YouTube Red thing. Now, why would that be? As everybody knows, YouTube Red is a new thing that they're introducing that gives people a subscription fee to have ad-free videos. Well, yeah. what happens if you don't have YouTube Red? You can still watch videos for free, right? Wrong. You actually get region locked from everything that comes out of Japan and Eastern European com- countries now. How about that? We like You cannot watch music videos that have been like on Vivo before or like even Hatsune Miku concerts that's one of the things that that was region locked people haven't been able to see Miku concerts that's ridiculous yeah i mean people in Japan are actually outraged over this the fact that the US has no connection to them anymore through YouTube oh yeah this is going to send a lot of really bad press google's way i can imagine i mean youtube red for some people hasn't really been that big of a a deal, I'm sure, but for it seems that more and more problems are going to be arising out of this unless it finally, the majority looks like that is going to follow through and uh, you know be a huge thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, following that, uh, next story that we have is Universal Japan has unveiled their new 4D attractions for 2016. Ooh, boy. Yeah. Oh, Monster Hunter's back. <laughs> yeah, okay, so there we go. We had a Monster Hunter one last year, and then for Halloween, they also had a uh, Biohazard or Resident Evil attraction, too, and that was more or less a 4D one where you got the gun and shot zombies as you go through Raccoon City. Well, what do they have for this year? This year, Universal Japan 4D is unveiling an Attack on Titan The Real. Again. Yeah, they're going to be doing a uh, Attack on Titan one where all 4D attractions, of course, you know, have the moving seats, they have the spray water interaction, stuff like that, and it's going to feature, you know, all the main characters, Levi, uh, Armin, Mikasa, Eren, and Ooh. the fine Titans. That wasn't the biggest one that they announced. The biggest one that they announced was an Evangelion one. Yes. Well, that would be a second Evangelion one, too. Yeah. Uh, this one, it features designs of, you know, the people who actually worked on the show. Somebody designed a unique Ava for this one as the, you as the audience member get to be the pilot of Ava Unit 4. Really? Yeah. Wait, Ava Unit 4, that's not the one that died, right? Remember this, Shinji's classmate was stuck in it? And then, like, 
Oh, it got know. obliterated, went crazy. Was that it? Had to, it had to obliterate it. I can't remember. The black one. Yeah. It was like the black Ava. I can't remember either. Because that would be awful. <laughs> yeah, that would be a really terrible ending to a ride, especially 4D. They try to make it as realistic as possible. You really, you realistically die. So those attractions have always been a huge hit. And one of those things that has made me really, really, really want to go to Japan and be like, let's go to Universal Japan and try these rides. Oh, I would want to do that anyway. Yeah, I always wanted to try the Resident Evil one, too, but we never got that oh, chance. Oh, that would be so awesome. Wouldn't it? Uh, and then, of course, I'm sure that you would want to see Monster Hunter, but nobody's surprised about that news. I love Monster Hunter. Now, probably our biggest story out of media news today was the announcement, or it wasn't even really necessarily an announcement, but it was more just an unveiling of a countdown timer on Shonen Jump Weekly's page, website. Yes, uh, Victor shared with this with me like the second it happened. Yeah, I'm sure he's all over that because we have a countdown timer that has been released on the, uh, on, on the Shonen Jump front page that has silhouettes of the characters of Boruto. Yes! Uh, it yeah. says, countdown to the next generation. Countdown to the next generation. So, we're getting Boruto. That's what they're telling us. Well, that's not what they're telling us, because Masashi Kishimoto has specifically said, I'm tired, I'm not doing it anymore. Okay, so could the countdown be the release of the Boruto movie, maybe? Well, Is it on, really going to be that disappointing? Like, on DVD, uh, but... There, it has to be something. Like, you know, Countdown to the Next Generation sounds pretty ominous. Who says that Kishimoto has to do it? Exactly. That's actually what I was talking about with Victor. Somebody else could take the reins, but Masashi Kishimoto could be a supervisor. Because he was the screenplay writer and the director for the movie, but he could just be a story supervisor that he really doesn't have that much going on. Because they already have all the character designs, they already have like the basis of the story, they already have the characters, personalities. Somebody else could run with it. Yeah, well, it was... with with Misashi Kishimoto as a consultant or a producer. Yeah, and I think that they should absolutely do it. I would start reading Boruto the very moment it came out. Well, and it doesn't even have to be a manga. Like, what if it's just animation? Well, I mean that's that's true too, but more than likely it's going to be a manga. Yeah, especially uh... because Shonen Jump Weekly is is advertising it. Regardless. I want to know what's going to be coming out of this, because I, since Boruto was conceived, I have wanted nothing but Boruto as far as Naruto goes. The reason why I really want more Boruto, and the reason why I also think Boruto is better than Naruto as a whole, is the fact that when we started with Naruto, Naruto was the story of this group of kids, this generation that we have, and you learn about them. But now, with the Boruto universe, you're already familiar with the adults in the series, so you're connected with the adults just as much as you are learning about the kids the same way. So you love everybody. Like, and I mean, because all the kids in the original Naruto series had parents, had people taking care of them, and stories that got developed around them. But now you know everybody, and now it's this even bigger, expanded universe now everybody has family ties, people married each other, people had children, and... Everybody has purpose. Yeah, so now when Masashi Kishimoto decides to kill off this character, you're gonna be like, what? Like, that's so wrong! Do you and think he would kill off a ma like like an adult? Like, would he kill off a parent? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, no spoilers to the Naruto universe, but he's done that already. With that announcement, we can move on to some gaming news, and oh my gosh, is there gaming news. Yeah, Like, an unbelievable amount of gaming news because of the Tokyo Game Show, and also the Video Game Awards. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Video Game Awards were a huge thing. Why don't we start with that story? The fact that Konami had banned, <laughs> banned Hideo Kojima from attending an award show. <laughs> His award. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid Five won Best Action Adventure Game of the Year. And who accepted it? Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, the voice. Kiefer Sutherland was the one who accepted it, which is cool. It's cool that Kiefer Sutherland was there and he, he accepted the award because he's snake and everything, but damn it, Hideo Kojima made he's Metal not, Gear. He's not snake, he's big boss. It's the same thing. <laughs> same thing. Technically, story-wise, it's the same thing because they're clones. 
but uh, they're not the same person. Right. So Kiefer Sutherland, big boss. Uh, what's his face? I should not have said that because I don't know his name. <laughs> yeah. Cut it out. So, I mean, what is what is Konami's game? They say he's on an extended hiatus first, and then they ban him from accepting his own award for his own game at an award ceremony. What is the video game awards anyways? I mean, I saw a, a thing for it, and it was basically like the Oscars, but for video games. And I already... Everybody should kind of know our disdain for the Oscars to begin with. Yeah. So why would this be any different for the video game awards? I mean, do you think that the video game awards are going to be more fair? Were they done by... Was the voting by fans or something like that? I don't know. But I, I think that it's weird that a, that a company is trying to cover their tracks by saying that somebody's still involved, but we're not going to give them any credit at an award ceremony. As a matter of fact, you can't go at all. <laughs> so that's first and foremost from gaming news. <laughs> that was like brought to us by like a ton of fans too. Like everybody was sending that to us. That was that happened a lot this time. Like there were a lot of news stories that happened over the past couple of weeks where fans were just like throwing news stories at like the same news story at us like a bunch of times. Yeah, and we're like, yes, guys, we already know. Trust me. But like you, they, you guys just want to make sure we know. Yeah. No, keep it. But uh. The next thing was is is a couple things from the Tokyo Game Show, I believe. I know one of the things from the Tokyo Game Show, at least, that we wanted to talk about was the reveal of the gameplay trailer for the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yes. Oh my gosh, it looks so good. And, and the thing is, too, is I know people are going to be very upset. They're going to be very upset with the fact that uh, it, uh, it's not the same fighting system. No, it's not the same fighting system. It's more the fighting system that they're importing into Final Fantasy XV. Like, the newer stuff, the newer Final Fantasy games. Yeah. And I'm totally cool with that. And here's the reason why I am totally cool with that. We get, we're getting a Final Fantasy VII remake, and I understand that people are going to want to want, you know, the same game, just with a new skin on top of it. But what if we don't have that, you know? That's what's going to make it good, is we're not playing the same game again. That's what makes a remake great. Yeah, so we're not playing the same game, we're not recycling the same material, we're not knowing exactly what we're doing, we're fighting different styles, we're playing a different mechanics. Yeah, a it's, new game. It's, it's a new game. It's mechanically built different than the other Final Fantasy. It's the same story, which is freaking awesome. Yeah, because, I mean, everybody loves the story, but then you get to play a new game while listening to the same great story that's being retold. So I am totally ready for it. I'm going to wait to see what more of the gameplay brings, because I'm really afraid that's going to be a Final Corridor 13. Uh, you know, where you just run down hallways constantly, and there's really no choice or openness to the world. Well, here's the thing, though, because there wasn't really any choice or openness to the world in Final Fantasy VII anyways, because it was a very linear story. Yeah, but it did feel as though you could make your own decisions on where to go when. and Because Final Fantasy Thirteen did not have that. You ran in a straight line and you couldn't go back. But in Final Fantasy Seven, it was a whole bunch of connected hallways, like all the town segments of the game, or a whole bunch of linear paths, but you could run around in them and go back to them whenever you wanted to. Yeah. So it felt like an open world game, even though it was telling you where to go. Yeah. It's an RPG. Here's the other thing, too. The cast was in English. Yeah, the trailer at this Game, uh, game Awards... It was in English, and it was so freaking awesome. It was the Advent Children cast. It was the Advent Children, yeah. Which like, was, per like, beautifully casted. Yeah, I really like Cloud's voice, because he sounds mopey. Yeah. And he sounds like a bitch. Yeah, he sounds <laughs> mopey, like he should have that blonde hair he's toting, and... So. And the thing was, they, they did some famous lines, because they, they did the beginning of the game, you know, where you did the opening mission, the whole opening segment, and things like that. And they did the opening mission, and then they... they showed you some lines that were from the game originally. And the way that they spoke That's the lines... Right, yeah. The way that they spoke the lines were exactly as I pictured them when I read them as a kid. Yeah, and they're going to be uh, so cinematically presented now because they're not just standing around with like little text bubbles popping up. They're actually in motion-captured animated cinematics. It looks like saying, Advent Children. Yeah, seeing these saying these dialogue uh, segments, which is so cool. And, you know, Barrett is the voice actor of Jet from Cowboy Bebop. Which means Vincent would be Steve Bloom. Vincent is Steve Bloom. Oh, I, 
I cannot freaking wait. Yeah. I'm so excited to play Final Fantasy VII again. And I'm so excited to play it in a new way that is not the same turn-based style. Because, I mean, if you want to play Final Fantasy VII again in turn-based style, go just go grab your PS1 and play it. Hooray, Scottish Kate Sith. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, that trailer was so good to me. And I know people are going to disagree with us, but I don't care. So, we want to talk about the next one, which would be the uh, Dead or Alive Extreme 3 Beach Volleyball news. Yes. Yeah, there was news regarding Extreme 3 that, hey, you're not going to get this in the U.S. And we were like, what? Or are we? The follow-up news story that I have to that news is the fact that we that there's not a complete lack of hope just yet. Yeah. There actually have been two companies who have stepped forward... One for America and one for Europe. In America, we have this little company, an indie company, called Honey Pot. This Honey Pot company is like, hey, Team Ninja, we will pay you a million dollars for the licensing to distribute here in America. Are you serious? When did this happen? Like, maybe two weeks ago. Wow. Now that that has been announced, there was a company in Europe who was like, hey, Team Ninja, if they're going to give you a million dollars, we will give you two million dollars to distribute it here in Europe. So there are people out there campaigning to say, no, we want Dead or Alive Extreme 3, which is just like, <laughs> it's tot it totally blows my mind that people are a actually going to, you know, go through this in order to... In order, in order to get the game over here to us. Well, see, I'm really confused as to why they did not want, or didn't distribute the game here in the first place. It's because of all those SJWs online going, oh, it's sexist, and everything like that. And yeah, so what? Yeah, who cares? Don't so buy it. what? It's an awesome game. I freaking stand by that. So, Gerardo sent us a news story and it's not really a news story as much as it is an update trailer. So Tokyo Game Show 2015 brought an update trailer to the game that we talked about a while back for virtual reality called Summer Lessons, where oh my gosh, yes, where you're a sensei and you're teaching two different females. Like there's two different versions of the game. Well, now we know that there's two different. Now versions. we know that there's two different. So the first one uh, just showed us a version of the game where you're teaching a Japanese girl Japanese lessons or English lessons or something. Uh, I don't understand Japanese, so I don't know what you're teaching. But this new trailer showed you this American girl in Japan speaking English. You're the sensei teaching her Japanese. How this is going to work, I'm not sure. Does that mean that they're bringing, planning on bringing it here to America as a Japanese studying tool? Oh, that would be so amazing. Because that is a very real thing. But it's so waifu simulator, it's unbearable. <laughs> I know, like, they make the girls who you're teaching so cute, and I I'm wondering if it's, this is only marketed towards males. That's, that's one of the things that I'm wondering about. Yeah, I don't know. Or are they going to, or uh, next, are they going to introduce male characters for females to play the game, or whoever to play the game? But it's super polished, and oh, it very, looks so good. Yeah, and very, very professionally done. And the lines delivered are really good. Like, the voice acting is great. It's insane to watch it. It feels realistic. It's almost scary. Uh, almost very much continuing down the path of we're going to be in a sort of online situation where people are just going to be trapped in virtual reality and never coming out. It's going to be weird. Yeah, I feel like that if something sort of online happens, then... People aren't going to be trapped in the game. They're going to just stay there Yeah, they're, they're not going to want to come out. Yeah. It's like, hook me up to an IV, put me on life support, I'm staying in this world. Yeah. Which never, always really confused me, because Kirito was all skin and bones when he came up, but, but Asuna, Asuna was, was like super hot. It was super hot, always and forever. Her hair was perfect. But anyway, uh, the game looks really cool. Uh, I'd like to try it. Having it might go down the route of, look at that creepy guy. Yeah. Well, here's another thing, though, that I want to talk about. I definitely want to have the VR Oh no, when it comes the, out. The, and this is for PlayStation VR. This is not Oculus Rift. This is PlayStation VR, which is going to be really solid. I absolutely want a VR system, yeah. whether it be Oculus Rift or PlayStation VR. I'm going to have one. 
I or HTZ Vive. That one was amazing, too. Uh, here's another thing why I want it, too. There has been a recent announcement, this is not anime news, but this is definitely gaming news, uh, that Tim Schafer has finally announced a Kickstarter, well, not a Kickstarter, but a, uh, it's actually FIG, um, for indie game developers, and it's for Psychonauts 2, which I cannot sing the praises of the Psychonauts series enough. Like, it is one of the best games ever made, if not the best game ever made. Mm -hmm. What does this have to do with VR? It's because they actually released the or announced another project that doesn't have anything to do with Psychonauts 2, but another Psychonauts actually is coming out for the VR specifically. And that is um, Rise of Ruin, I believe. Psychonauts Rise of Ruin. The like the events of the game is directly after Psychonauts 1 ends. Right. And it, we all know that it ended on a cliffhanger, which is super cool, and I cannot wait for for that game, I am going to buy a VR just to play Psychonauts because I need everything Psychonauts in my life. Right. That's how good it is. And also go to the Psychonauts 2 fig page and give them all your money because they've made over $1.5 million in two days and they need $3.3 million in order to make it uh, because that's what all their Kickstarters have, have led to when they did Broken Age and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, VR, I'm all about it. I'm gonna get it. Okay, so if that's all we have for gaming news, it's time to move on to some strange news! Oh, wow, we actually have strange news. Uh, we have a lot of strange news, actually. Let's start with the first one, that we all know Black Friday here in America is a huge thing. Well, it's also a huge thing across the world, too. Really? Now, there was this really, really, really controversial ad that came up in Singapore. Singapore has this comp company called Supergirl, which is a clothing line, really high-class, fashionable clothing line. Uh-huh. And, and it's like, you know, for the younger audience, I suppose. But their ad that they ran for this Black Friday actually put so much controversy their way that they took down their ad and they had to apologize. Like, the CEO had to apologize for what he did. And what that was, was their advertisement on their front page was a girl who had a very suggestive pose and that she was maybe straddled or she had a face of pleasure or anything like that on it. Like, all those combination things with the buy button, not saying buy now, but rape us now. Seriously? Dead serious. And it caused such a frenzy, very, very, you know, deserving frenzy of people saying, what the hell? Like, because seriously, what the hell, Supergirl? That is going to hurt your company so bad. And whoever thought of that idea, whatever marketing team thought of that idea in the first place was is just off their gourd insane, thinking that that was a good idea for marketing. So that happened, it came down, the CEO had to apologize, end of story there. Not strange enough, we got some, uh, some even stranger news to follow after that. First being that within the last couple months, there have been eight wooden ships that have been caught by the Coast Guard that have been floating up to Japanese shores. Uh -huh. Now, what's strange about these ships? Wooden ships come into dock all the time, right? Well, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, this isn't feudal Japan. So wooden ships come up to dock, right? And there's been eight of them coming up with last, uh, last month, and the Coast Guard has been all about this. And they have been all about this because every time they have floated up to shore, it is, they have all just been filled with dead bodies. Oh, that's unsettling. It is extremely unsettling. So where did they come from? There's this huge shrouded mystery as to where the heck did these boats, wooden boats of dead bodies come from? From live bodies? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, thanks. The origin of these boats have come from North Korea. They, they, they suspect that they're from North Korea. Now, why would there be wooden ships filled with dead people coming from North Korea? No, it's not people being killed or anything like that. However, it could be people trying to escape. And because in their escaping they may not be ready for a journey like that, or they could have been chased and, and people, you know, came after them, I don't know. So, so that's the shrouded mystery. The other thing is that it could be, there could have been some bad conditions on the sea, 
and a whole fishing fleet was caught in a storm that killed them all, and now there have just been all these ships out on the ocean that are just drifting into dock now. But anyways, like, it is just the strangest mystery that has popped up, and the origin is not found out yet. I don't, I don't know what's what's going to be going on with that, but just such a strange story. It's, it's a true ghost story. And, yeah. the, and the Japanese Coast Guard has been like, I don't know about this. What? Mwah. What are these? Why does this keep happening to us? So finally, we have this last story. It comes out of China. Mm-hmm. No, nothing hasn't exploded. A Chinese man, posed as a woman, found a relationship with another man, claims to the man that he got the disguised man pregnant, forced them into a planned marriage because of it, took all of his money, and and left. What? There's a whole bunch of, of things that come out of of this. Like, so many questions have been raised. One, how do you convince somebody that they have gotten you pregnant when, if it's man-on-man, there is no possible way for pregnancy to ever happen? Like, like how does that work? Second of all, if you're in a sexual relationship with somebody that, that leads to this, I, what? <laughs> there is... So many questions that just lead to what? And so in American money, this person has eventually stole like $25,000 from this guy due to claims and I don't know, child support maybe uh-huh. or something like that or joint relationships. But anyways, uh-huh. the the way that this ended up is the, this is a new story because the person was actually arrested for what they what they did because they were found out. How are you found out? Well, in nine months, you, you don't have a baby, idiot. So... <laughs> So there was Darn. so there was no marriage and there was no baby, and I'm I'm hoping that this guy got his money back, but even still, this this had to have gone on for such a long time before this guy even realized, oh my gosh, this person is not a woman that I'm with and not pregnant at all. What I don't even know how this is. It's like so unrealistically balanced. It's just what's going on. I don't know, man. But that is most certainly as strange as it gets. <laughs> now, moving on to some other things. I say that it is time for our fetish of the week. Now, uh, <laughs> why don't we start with our, our little test section here, which may or may not be anything, but this just struck us so far off by surprise. This, this might be a new idea for us, and it's, it's pretty promising because, just, just because. We, this, is, this might be an experimental phase, I don't know if there's going to be more of this, but it's time for DeviantArt's Fetish of the Week! Now... Okay, so what do we have on DeviantArt? Why, why, what led to this moment? Okay, so I posted my Elfin Lead fan art that I've been working on. Uh, finally done. You can go see it on the profile, whatever. But it led to you know people commenting, and then uh, and then me searching those people's uh, profiles and just to see where they're at. And I looked at his art, and then I looked at what kind of art he liked, and then I looked at you know people he got commissions from. And it brought me to that dark DeviantArt hole in the ground. Which is the front page of DeviantArt. Ah! <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> it's so far from the front page of DeviantArt that you're in the depths of DeviantArt. That <laughs> Closest to hell as you can get. Yeah, the underbelly of DeviantArt where the, the creators are like, we don't want to pose this, but it's not breaking the rules. Yeah, and then it sits, it sits next to Tumblr at the back of the classroom. So... The DeviantArt Fetish of the Week that I came across through just me posting an Elfin Lead photo, your waifu drowning. What? Okay, so... (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's so dark. So, (laughs) people actually, I found an artist who, that is, this is so his fetish. He specializes in it? Yeah, every single photo in his gallery. I'm not going to say the artist's name, I'm not going to bash on fetishes, but this is just weird guys. 
I mean, you're talking about killing people. And so, okay, so the let, let me finally get to it. The DeviantArt fetish of the week is, is your wife who drowning. So this guy does nothing but commission artwork of, I like this girl, I want you to make her drown. And, like, it's, it's <laughs> always, like, they're swimming in a cave, or they're swimming too deep underwater and they can't resurface in time, or there's somebody else holding them down underwater, but they're all, you know, blue in the face, like, the moment, like, with the, oh, crap, I'm drowning face. It's, like, they're not dead and drowning. They are drowning. Like, I'm out of air. I'm drowning. Like, so it's the pre-drown drowning. That is so not my fetish. Yeah, so that was DeviantArt's fetish of the week. Thank you, DeviantArt. Yay! Thank you, DeviantArt. Yay, DeviantArt. Hey, how about a Japan's fetish of the week? All right, let's get back on to something more regular. Um, and this uh, fetish of the week is a from a candy company called uh, Conroe, the, the Conroe Candy Company. And what they have done is they have created indirect kiss-flavored candy. What? Okay, so <laughs> what the hell is an indirect kiss? Well, a lot of people should be familiar with what an indirect kiss is, but... Yeah, it's when you, like, say you drink from the same glass as somebody else. You indirectly kiss them because you're, you're, it, your mouth is where somebody else's mouth has been. So, this candy is, like, I, I, like drink flavor, like maybe a tea flavor or a lemon flavor or something like that with a little hint of saltiness for that saliva-y taste kiss taste feeling really yes and it, it's based off of um uh the girlfriend beta do, uh, do you know girlfriend beta it's I, I i think it's some sort of game or I, I don't know exactly what it is or an anime i think it got an anime adaption at some point but girlfriend beta uh -huh. is in its third anniversary and for its anniversary they created this candy and they created, this is another thing that it's like, Girlfriend Beta has a whole bunch of different girls that you do, and, and every, there's a, there's a flavor for every girl. So huh. you get, buy these candies, and there's a flavor for every girl, and you can indirectly kiss one of these Girlfriend Beta girls with this candy. And that was Japan's Fetish of the Week! <laughs> Moving on from Fetish of the Week, how about you say we do a little Into the West? That horse is hungry. So, uh, for Into the West, we actually have something from Dylan, who sent us this very important news story. Yes, that Dylan. Okay, <laughs> we have talked about regular show on the show multiple times. Uh, we, we've talked about it at least twice. Uh, once for its Evangelion anime opening, and then one when we talked about regular show, how good it was when we first started Into the West. And now, we actually have a new story that's based off of regular show. Everybody know who Billy Mitchell is? He is the King of Kong. Yeah. He holds the world record for playing King uh, Donkey Kong. Now, I thought he was the rival to King of Kong. No. Billy Mitchell actually holds the record currently for Donkey Kong Jr. Okay. And he can reach the kill screen, all that stuff, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Now, everybody remember in the first season of regular show... GBF, the, the game that Mordecai and Rigby played in the... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
in the arcade, which was, I forget what the game was, but the top score that they could never beat was initials GBF, or Giant Bearded Face. Yep. Right? He actually had a really name, but GBF is, is what his initials were, and Rigby thought that Giant Bearded Face was, was him. <laughs> However, the GBF was just a giant floating head that looked like Billy Mitchell, King of Kong. And what had happened out of this was he, he this episode came to his attention probably through fans who were like, hey, look, they put you in regular show or something like that. And he sued Cartoon Network over the rights of his likeness for his appearance in regular show and not getting any commission for it. I thought he sued them... Because he, they didn't represent him properly. Well, maybe, but even still, that's his likeness, and they're using his likeness in a light that is not pleasing to him. Right. So, Billy Mitchell sues Cartoon Network over this. Does he win? Absolutely not. And thank goodness it doesn't, because I feel like that's what art is meant to do. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's an like cartoons are an art form, and they use the King of Kong in the their art form. And he revolted against them because he didn't like it. Screw you, Billy Mitchell. <laughs> you were the bad guy in King of Kong. He's actually probably a really nice guy in real life, but the documentary made him look like a bad guy. Essentially. Yeah. Well, this doesn't really look that good in, in New Light anyways. Lastly, for, for Into the West, real quick, that Jack is back. Samurai Jack is coming back to Adult Swim. Yeah, it actually has been announced that, of course, this is a couple weeks ago, Everybody knows about it now. We were on an episode a couple of <laughs> recordings ago with King Baby Duck Evan on his show, No Borders, No Race. I'll put it in the description. We talked about it more in depth with him. Go listen to it if you want to hear our thoughts on Samurai Jack coming back. But uh, so All good. So yeah, spoilers. We're happy about it. Oh, so happy. Before we get on to what we're watching, which is going to be the next thing after this, uh-huh. let's statistics. I don't know why I made that noise. That's like that, that that noise has never come up with statistics before. For this statistics, there was a poll out that we found from Rocket News. People were asked they were, they pulled fourteen people, seven men and seven women, all in different decades of their life. What is the most anime thing that has ever happened to them in their life? And they gave them a chart for many the many things that could happen to them. Now. Uh, the questions are as followed. One, had a cute after-school club activity manager. Two, rode to or from school tandem on a bike with your boyfriend or girlfriend. Three, student council at your school decided on club activity budget and otherwise had some kind of extreme authority, like in Love Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, four, asked some, someone out or were asked out by someone in an empty classroom after school. <laughs> Five, Ran into school. Ran to school with a breakfast pastry or toast hanging from your mouth because you were in a hurry. Six. Went to a school that allowed free access to the roof. Apparently, that is a very rare thing, but yes. it happens in anime all the time. Yeah. Seven. Saw something sexy or flirty and had a had blood shoot out of your nose. Now, men and women of all different decades were pulled from this. Now, in number one... These are Japanese men and women. These are Japanese men and women, yes. Uh, In number one, there were... So nine out of the 12 people that they had pulled on this about who had a cute after-school club activity manager. And there were four men who said yes and five women who said yes. Huh. Uh, Number two, rode uh, to and from school on a tandem bike. This was surprisingly high. There were also four men... Uh, who said yes, and there were also four women. And they were surprisingly young. The men and women were in their 20s and 30s. Well, yeah, you'll never catch me on one of those things. Yeah, that that's really strange to me. I figured that that would be like an old-fashioned thing. I don't know. And, uh, I think it would be an anytime thing. Yeah. Three, student council at your school decided club activity budgets or otherwise some kind of extreme authority. Only one man. The one man out of the, out of the whole group of twelve people said that this actually happened. So that's interesting because that is an anime all the time. Student council and everything like that deciding budget. Um, maybe business authority schools or something like that will do that, but very very rarely will it ever come up. Number four, ask someone out if they were in a classroom after school. There were four women. No, I'm sorry. There were four men and five women who were asked out after class in the school. That one seems pretty likely to me. I mean, it seems like kind of a romantic thing, but it's also kind of like people are shy in Japan about relationships, so they would want to do it in a place where they're alone. 
Yeah, you ask someone out where nobody else can see you yeah. or know about it. Hey, how about this one? Ran to school with a breakfast pastry or toast hanging from your mouth because you were in a hurry. One woman in her 20s. That's it. Out of all the people they pulled, only one person. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I know, yeah, it, it does seem, kind of seem like a rare thing, but it happened, that happens in anime more than student council stuff. Like, all the time. I mean, they do it with females mainly because it's cute, you know. Went to school where they allowed free access to the roof. Two men and two women. And the they're all fairly young, 20s and 30s. Um, so that's really interesting that, you know, uh, apparently they, they want to break the, like, you know, there's a, one, there's a danger of the roof. Two, uh, smoking can happen on the roof. Three, yeah. nobody knows where you are. Yeah. And lastly... Um, saw something sexy and flirty and had blood shoot out of your nose. How many men do you think? None. Yes, you're correct. None. No men whatsoever. How many women do you think? None. <laughs> Wrong. Four. Four out of the four out of the uh, seven. Six. Four out of the seven women that were polled. That doesn't actually happen though. Had a nosebleed when they saw something sexy. One woman in their twenties, two in their thirties, and one in their forties said that they had a nosebleed when they saw something sexy. They had such a head rush that they had a nosebleed. What? Yeah. <laughs> that has to be something like obscenely sexy. Like obscenely sexy as in like that girl is drowning, that's sexy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like drowning like, in sexiness. Like blood is shooting <laughs> out of my nose. <laughs> drowning in her own blood so sexy. No. That seeing someone drowning. Yeah. Like, that's sexy. Woo. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Uh yeah, so no men, all women. So the the nosebleed thing, which is rare because it, it's always men in there because they're always It's always perverts. men in anime because they're always perverts. But still, it's not physically possible. There's not that much blood that rushes to your head that your nose starts to bleed. Well, maybe in the case that in this case it does. <laughs> so that's our statistics. Cool. Good stuff. Now it is time to move on to what we're watching. So, what have we been watching this week? Sarah is going to be so <laughs> proud of us. Sarah of 42's Sarah of 42's anime reviews is going to be so proud of us. Yes, because we are both watching Haikyuu. Haikyuu. Yeah. The volleyball anime, uh, which I think I've inspired Christine to start watching too, because volleyball was her favorite thing of yeah, all time. Yeah, well, she was, she was in the volleyball club at school, or yeah. on the volleyball team in high school. Yeah, and she just loves volleyball to begin with. Uh, so Haikyuu is, deserves all the hype that it's been getting everywhere, because Haikyuu is amazing. Like, the, all the characters are so good. The pacing of the story is fast, but it's appropriately fast. You get through so much character development in one episode that it's not like, oh my gosh, this anime. Huh. The other thing about it, too, is that it's a shonen sports anime, but they don't have, like, those shonen sports superpowers that you get and everything, like an Shield 21 or Kokoro Basketball or uh, the soccer one that who gives a crap. You know, that that's, like, one of the things about IQ is that, like, everybody just plays volleyball really well, you know, and or, they, or they're trying to play volleyball well. And it's so funny. The character writing is so good. All the characters have great personalities with one another. Tanaka is my favorite character. The, the, yeah, he's pretty good. The second year who, like, every time he meets somebody new, he scowls at them like, like a delinquent to... I to, think it was the third year. Or maybe there are. No, there are third years. The captain was a senior. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it, it's it's just like a freaking great anime, and it's on Crunchyroll. I didn't realize that there were only like 26 episodes in season one and currently 10 episodes out on season two. Um, I didn't know that. I thought that this show had been going on for a long time. I was expecting, how am I going to catch up on fi all these 50s of episodes? And there isn't. There's not a lot. No, yeah, absolutely. It's, very, it's still at a place where it's very manageable to watch, especially if you marathon anime. Speaking of which... I marathoned Love Live, and I finally finished it, and my thoughts on Love Live after finishing it, I live loved it. Ha! <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, yeah, it, no, it's seriously, it was seriously so good. The ending of season one had this weird drama in it that was so off-putting. It was supposed to be just a cute show. Why is Why does all this emotion and drama have to be in it when it just should be cute? Like, season one should just be cute. Season two ended on the same kind of emotion, but they took something that was so important in the lives of the students, and they drove that emotion home that made it so good. Like, the emotion was real, 
I felt their pain because I have been in high school before and it ended on such a great level. Where the hell can I find the movies? Because I need to watch them right now. Love Live. So good. Andrew? Uh, well, I got to finish Love Live for one thing because uh, I'm not as far as you were. However, I did finish reading Love Hina. So that was pretty awesome. So now I am all caught up. I have the true ending to Love Hina, finally. Yeah, and thank goodness, because that has just been a long time going. Good. Love Hina is done. We're both caught up on it. Also awesome. Bucket list uh, achieved. And that is what we're watching. And so while we may not have a Tapagotchi for you, we do have something pretty special, don't you think? Yeah, and uh, very special that might just become a Christmas tradition with all of us, which I would be very happy with, I must say. Yeah, I think it's time that we read through some Christmas demands. Yes. Cue up those sleigh bells. Okay, so let's start with some fan Christmas demands, because we actually got some that were, like, unannounced. Like, people just remembered Christmas demands, and, yeah. I, and, like, I think they remembered it better than I did. Yeah, because, then we'll switch back to ours. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would like to point out that uh, one year ago when we did this, uh, the Christmas demands was not called Christmas demands. It was... All I want. All I want for Christmas. Yeah. But now, but I think Christmas demands stuck much better, and the fans took to that much better. I, I like it a lot. Oh, I That's for sure. All right. So, hey, we got a Christmas demand from uh, Gerardo. Our fan Gerardo, he's got a Christmas demand for us. And all he wants for Christmas is the release of Nietzsche Joe. And I am 100% on board with that. Yes. All I want for Christmas is more Nietzsche Joe. Now, uh, Mike Swabby, all he wants for Christmas is more Into the West. What? Now, how about that? I think your Christmas demand just came true this episode, man. What about that? Uh, if we head over to tw- Twitter, we can also find some old Christmas demands, some that we posted and some that uh, some other fans have sent to us. Just t- type in that hashtag Christmas demand. Yeah, and you'll find everything that we have. But uh, I I think that I may or may not have read these on the show last year, but I mean, hey, it was all the way at the beginning of the year, so why not a nice refresher course? I said that all I want for Christmas is the return comeback of... Ken Akamatsu. Yeah. I could use some more Ken Akamatsu in my life. I think everybody can. Yeah. I love Ken Akamatsu. Glitch, he wants, all he wants for Christmas is more anime characters with dreadlocks so he can cosplay as them. Christmas demands. 42 uh, Believer, Sarah, She all she wants for Christmas, and now that this year has passed by, we can totally agree with oh, her. Oh yeah, I am siding with this one. Five more seasons of Geikon Shoujo, Nozaki-kun. Yeah, at least five more seasons of Nozaki-kun. Absolutely. Gerardo actually has another one on here that it, that uh, was from last year. All he wants for Christmas is figures more affordable for all boys and girls. Forget that, more affordable figures just for me. Yes. Forget all the Christmas other boys <laughs> I demand affordable figures just for me. And uh, Big Bad Shadow Man, he wanted to... All he wants for Christmas is that he wants to see Godzilla team up with Ultraman. Godzilla. For- yeah, the guardian of, of the planet to keep balance with the space alien. These are all from a year ago, mind you. Yeah, I know. It's like I'm pretty sure we December. read all. I'm pretty sure we read I'm all. I'm pretty sure before. we did too, but... but it's always nice to kind of... Go back and see what's going on. Yeah. I've certainly got some Christmas demands. You have some new Christmas demands. I have some new Christmas demands. Okay, so as everybody may or may not know, uh, this new Street Fighter trailer came out, and that's the Street Fighter trailer that got released with a release date for the game. Right. Uh, And this actually kind of goes into both my Christmas demands. Now, one of my Christmas demands should obviously be, hey, we need more Monster Hunter in our lives. But that's just kind of going without saying. (laughs) Yeah. Now, um, so Christmas demands for Street Fighter. I already got some of my Christmas Christmas demands early. That is to see Ibuki and Jury show up in the roster for 2016. 2016 is way too far away to want some Ibuki and Jury in my life. But hey, at least we know for a fact that I am getting them. I just cannot wait for that freaking trailer to drop. Yeah, but all I want for Christmas is for us not to have a, need a season pass in order to get these characters. Yeah, now wait a second, uh, Capcom. You guys told us a long time ago that we were not going to have to pay for any content to get any secret characters or unlockable characters or anything. It's just all going to be implemented into the game as new content gets dropped. 
But season pass is definitely something you have to pay for. Yeah, I know. It's like... But so, so now my real Christmas demand, Christmas demands all I want for Christmas is Sakura to be added to that roster, fool. Yeah. That that was actually sparked from uh, tweeted tweeted at us, Hugs and Kittens on Twitter. Yeah, sent us that... Sent us the last trailer. Which for the new character to be released. Yeah, There's Fang. It looks like he's the or character. Fong, for... Fang, Fang. I think it's Fang. You... I think it's Fong. I think that's how they said it in the trailer. Really? I I thought he was awesome. Like yeah. he's he's a weird character, but he, he was super cool. Looks he like looks he's fun cool. Place. Yeah, he looks cool. Now all I want for Christmas now, which ties into everything else with that new Street Fighter release date. I need a handbook, a manual, a guide, whatever, of every single freaking thing that's being released in February. <laughs> yeah. Because we have Naruto being released in February. We have Street Fighter being released in February. We have Nozaki-kun being released in February. We have Shirabako being released in February. I'm going to forget all of these freaking things. We may even have Fire Emblem being released in February. So like, well, what? I have some really good news for you, Andrew. Your Christmas demands have come true. It's called the internet. Yeah, but how am I gonna supposed to? I there's, I'm totally gonna forget. Like when all these things get released, there there's not gonna be no reminders that hey, by the way, this is being released. <laughs> so Christmas demand that all I want for Christmas is a guide to February of all the things that I want to be released. And uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, your Christmas demand from last year. Still has not come true. You want uh, all you want for Christmas is a real life cat girl. Well, and Elfin Lee season two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, Santa. All of our Christmas demands here waiting, and you you're a magical civil servant. You do what we say. That's right. Get on that. You're working tax free. We think. <laughs> yeah, as far as we know, Santa. <laughs> Are those our Christmas demands for this year? I believe that that is this year's Christmas demands. They're very specific to this year. But, yo, guys, if if you uh, want to give us more Christmas demands... Yeah, please, please, please send us post-Christmas Christmas and demands. And I know for a fact that this year I also reposted our last Christmas demands episode. It was a great episode to listen yes. to. One year ago, you will actually find out how eerily close that this episode you're listening to right now is to the last episode. Yeah. We even talked about summer lessons last year. On on the Christmas episode, we talked about summer lessons. Yeah. So exactly one year later, we got talking about... So if you haven't... It's really creepy. If you haven't already found that repost on our Facebook page... Uh, go check go it out. Go check it out. Uh, episode 52 Four, or 50, 54. 54. Hashtag Christmas demands. And if you want to keep sending us your Christmas demands for us to read during the new year... Tweet at no, us. No, definitely do. Yeah, tweet us at Yo Wicked Anime. Hashtag Christmas demands. So what does that mean, Andrew? Are we done? But we do have some rather large news. Yeah. For all of our fans. Yeah, we do. And this one is 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 pretty awesome. If we do say so ourselves. Yeah. Uh, Wicked Anime has uh, been approached by a company, and uh, and and they're a YouTube partnership. Yes, this is very different than us being hosted by the Nerdy Show Network. Nerdy Show Network is still our home, and you can still find everything at nerdyshow.com for us. However, so there's a special thing on YouTube, for those who are unfamiliar with it, that you get approached by talent partnerships, and partnerships will help boost your notoriety, share around your share around yourself, your, your work, and everything like that, and help uh, get you paid with ad revenue. So finally, uh, Wicked Anime has been approached, and this is by pure luck alone, that we were approached by Broadband TV, number three in the whole world of YouTube partnerships. And we're even familiar with some of the videos and even the entire channels that are displayed and presented by Broadband TV. So what does this mean for Wicked Anime? Uh, you might see a larger following start to come over the course of the next year. Uh, we might be able to finally release more video content for you guys now that we're actually going to be looking at getting more uh, revenue in for Wicked Anime. We don't want to get too ahead of ourselves because we don't know what's going to happen, but it's very, very exciting news, especially because one of the partnerships with such a high no notoriety approached us. And that is something we are very excited about and very excited to share with all of you guys because you might be seeing 
more Wicked Anime video content as of right now. Now, we're still stuck in our full-time jobs because it's not uh, producing enough revenue at the moment for us to quit those full-time jobs and live and survive in our own normal daily basis lives, but we will have more of a purpose and more of a reason to give you guys videos other than we just like to do it. Yeah. Uh, and this is huge for us. You know, we, we've worked really hard at it and it's finally paid off and yeah. that's how we feel about it. And we the video portions of Wicked Anime is our passion. That is how we want to entertain you guys with Wicked Anime is through our videos. This will give us the opportunity to give you guys more of those. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whatever motivation has kind of lacked because it's, you know, oh, we can do it in our own time. It, it, the spark has been reinvigorated and, you know, we we want to do this. We have always wanted to do this, but now we really want to do this more. And I am so looking forward to the next year as we are contracted with Broadband TV. Um, they are, uh, they're, they're here to help us out. They give us tools for it and everything like that. And uh, we are very grateful for the opportunity from them. We were scouted by them, you know, for, uh, for all purposes of, of, Hey, uh, your guys videos are awesome. And, uh, we'd like to help you guys out in building your audience. Great. We, we love it. And, uh, now broadband TV, did you talk about broadband TV? A little bit. Well, they're like number three in the world. Did you mention that? Yes, I did. Okay. I'll, I'll end it there then. Yeah. So, that's our exciting news for you guys. Uh, we can't wait to see what... The <laughs> it's exciting news for us, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we can't wait to see the future of what's going to happen as far as this goes. And it can only get better because going from 0 to 10 is definitely a huge change, you know? So, cool. That's about all that has. Do we have any fan service? Absolutely. Uh, so, besides all the news stories that you guys sent us, we got a bunch of news stories from you guys. Uh, most of you guys sent us the same news story, so we're not doing any specific. Gerardo sent us the new trailer for the Summer Lessons Virtual Reality. Yeah, which is awesome. Uh, but of course we got, uh, Tempsu, our fan Tempsu sent us along an anime adaption, uh, that he would like to participate in. Yeah. Last episode we were talking about, uh, mangas that have no anime adaption or something that exists in media that's not an anime that would make a great anime. Uh, and what Tempsu said is what he's been sharing with us for a couple weeks now. Uh, maybe, I can't remember if it's been here on the show, but definitely during our Monster Hunter weekends when we're hunting, he likes to share this with us. Um, it's, a, it's a manga called Dungeon Meshi. And what Dungeon Meshi is, is think, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon, uh, or Don Machi, Mixed with food wars. Yeah. So you go hunt... It's these people who are dungeon hunting for these monsters, and they're the ingredients for cooking. So with the popularity of something like Torco, Don Machi, Food Wars, etc., you could easily make this into an anime, especially with the level of popularity that it has at the moment. I, I would almost imagine that you can guarantee this is going to come out at some point. So Tempsu Dude... I hope you do get this uh, as an anime adaption because you will be the expert on it because you've been reading the manga. It's so cool that you've been following up on that manga with us uh, constantly. We love hearing about it. Uh, but that's our fan service. And hey, just a shout out to all you monster hunters out there that hunt with us on Monster Hunter Weekend. You guys will get this. I finally got my umbridge. What? <laughs> I barely even know what that means. Don't worry, everybody else. <laughs> Did you talk about this one? I didn't. And also on fan service, uh, a bunch of fans sent this to us. This is another one of those fans uh, things that we didn't talk about in news, which we probably should have. This is pretty big news. But uh, we got just bombarded by fans at all corners uh, with this news story that uh, the famous artist Mizuki Shigeru uh, has passed away. Yeah, so sad. It is really sad, but he... We finally got a, an artist who passed away at a normal age. I know. I mean, we've had in, like, the past couple months, like, so many people who are in their 30s and 40s die. Yeah. So discouraging. Even just a couple uh, weeks ago, actually, no, even this week of this recording, uh, a producer in Japan that we met uh, at Anime Boston 2012 has passed away. 
Um, but uh, Mizuki Shiguru is best known for his works as No Nun Ba and GGG No Kitaro. Uh, and he's also really famous for bringing his works of yokai and the idea of yokai to a Western audience. Uh, he's one of the oldest working mangakas there was. Uh, he pretty much worked on manga all the way up until his death not too long ago at 93 years old. Uh, he was even serving, think about this, he was serving in the Imperial Japanese Army in World War II. Wow. And actually, uh, he got injured and uh, eventually lost his left arm. Uh, but he actually wrote mangas about his experiences in the Imperial, Imperial Army. And even wrote an, uh, a biographical manga called Hitler. So this guy has a bunch of works out there and a bunch of works that are actually published here in the United States that you can find. So uh, very sad to hear of the passing. Uh, thoughts and prayers go out to his family, but he was very famous and very big in the industry as we know it. Yeah. So thank you fans for sending us, that, sending us all that information. Uh, we always appreciate it. And so finally with that, we move on to our shameless plugs this section. So if you guys want to join in on our conversation, maybe you guys want to tell us what you think about some of the news stories that we did. If you want to continue bringing up old topics with us, that's cool. You can email us <coughs> at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime, where we talk with you guys all the time in our chats. Uh, we bring up news stories from around the internet. We post news of what's going on with us, all that cool stuff. And you can find us also at nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime, where you might be listening to this podcast right now if you're not listening to it at soundcloud.com slash wickedanime and or on iTunes. You can also find our video segments on nerdyshow.com, but you can also subscribe to us and find out all of our videos at youtube.com slash wickedanimereviews. You can also chat with us on different parts of social media. You can find us at Twitter and tweet at us at YoWickedAnime. You can find us at wickedanime.tumblr.com where we tumble funny things from around the internet. Weird moe junk that we find <laughs> floating around the trash heap that is Tumblr. And of course you can find us at our new Wicked Anime uh, gameplay channel, Wicked Anna Play, where we will be up and running with that soon. Not quite yet. But we're getting our games built, our game library built first, and then we're going to be playing, hopefully, with some of you guys on our PlayStation 4. And you can stream with us online, especially waiting for uh, Tekken, Street Fighter, and Naruto. But we got some Guilty Gear now, we got Street Fighter 4 that we can go on. It's all very exciting. You know, speaking of our Twitch channel now, we have... Uh, some advertisers for us in the Twitch community. Yeah, we actually This do. is actually a friend of mine from work who, he, he like, recently just started there and he's a super cool guy. He's a part of the Olympus Gamers community. Now, Olympus Gamer Z. Yeah, yeah, Gamers, Olympus Gamer with a Z at the end. So Gamers with a Z. It's, it's spelt wrong, so it's way cooler. Uh, they started running ads for us. I mean, just brought up Wicked Anime, and they, they were like, hey, you know what? We'll run some ads for you guys. That's super awesome of them. And uh, they're a community of, like, a ton of people, like, in the thousands, hundreds to thousands of people. And they're Twitch uh, community. They stream things like uh, uh, League of Legends. They have sponsored tournaments every once in a while uh, that are, are sponsored by Riot Games. Hmm. So if you like that kind of stuff, go check out uh, twitch.tv Olympus Gamers, spelled with a Z, and then there's also one that's uh, uh, Olympus Gamers 2. Link in the description as well. Yeah, absolutely. These guys are super cool. They gave us a shout-out. We gave them a shout-out right back. Good on you guys. Thank you. Thank you. You can also find more at olympusgamers.com. More information there. Check them out, guys. And ending very, very soon, if it's not over already, over at nerdyshow.com, you can find the Nerdy Show survey. It's ending very soon, If it's again, if it's not over already, where for the final moments of it, you guys should give us a cool shout-out and a cool survey that we've got going on. Tell us about our shows. Tell us about our network. 
We're gather stockpiling all the information that you guys can give us. Tell us about how much you hate us, too. Like, seriously, that helps us, too. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> that's it for this episode. Thanks of, for hating us. Of Wicked Anime, episode 78. We will see you next time. Or you will listen. You will see us listening to us, to you. They us might. speaking to you. They might see us. <laughs> and they might see us on the YouTubes. That's right. Yeah, now with our new YouTube money deal. We'll see what we'll see how that goes. But hey, go support us on YouTube. Give us a subscribe if you haven't already done so. So uh but now we'll just sign off the only way we know how. Okay, bye bye. to the Wicked Anime Podcast, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review on iTunes, or like and follow us on SoundCloud. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com backslash nerdy show. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this and other nerdy show programming, visit nerdyshow.com backslash sponsorships. You can subscribe to the Wicked Anime Podcast via iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave a comment, like, and share, and follow Nerdy Show and Wicked Anime on all your favorite social networks. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.